0: Hello everybody, welcome back to another episode of Murder and Misery, our true crime podcast.
1: We are your hosts, my name is Heather, and I know absolutely nothing about true crime. And my name is Jillian, and I consider myself somewhat of a true crime expert. Yes, Jill is our resident true crime expert. And we created this podcast so that Jill
0: could teach me about all things true crime, both locally and nationally, and to take you guys along for the journey, so that if you too know nothing about true crime, you can learn something. Or maybe hear another perspective about stories you already know.
1: Okay, so let's jump right in. Uh, Today's episode, we are going to be talking about the most prolific serial killer that you most likely have never heard of before.
0: I definitely have not heard of it. Well, I shouldn't say that. I don't know who it is, but I'm pretty sure I haven't.
1: Honestly, yeah. No, I know you really haven't. <laughs> uh, you were like, wait, there's a chance. And I'm like, there really isn't, though. No. Well, mainly because I didn't even know about this until... Wait, I'm confused. What I just... What does prolific mean, I guess? Oh, prolific is like
0: the most... Known? Uh, I most think no. dangerous? Uh, How could they be the most known if you didn't know about them?
1: Okay. It means to present in large numbers or quantities, like plentiful, like most victims. Oh, okay. You know? Okay. Um, I'm still surprised that you didn't know. Well, no, I actually didn't know, and I'm almost 100% sure none of you guys, well, not none. I'm almost, I'm almost sure that most of you also probably haven't heard of this unless you're a Bailey Sarian fan. And if you are, then you know exactly who I'm talking about, because this is how I uh, found out about this. And actually, this is one of my favorite cases and one of my favorite, just my favorite things. And I, I've only known about it for a year. So okay, it's very interesting. You might love it. You might hate it. We're going to figure that out. Well, I'm excited to learn about it because you're excited about it. Yes, I'm so excited about this one, actually. Um, Is this the one I've been like waiting for weeks for? Yeah. Let's jump right in. So from what we know today, oh, I didn't even tell you who it was about. I skipped ahead. This is about Julia Tofana. Julia Tofana. Mm-hmm.
0: Her name, is it a girl? hmm Okay, Julia sounds like a girl to me. When I think of a serial killer, I think of a creepy dude with thick rim glasses from the 80s.
1: <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> well, no, I think it's a valid point because actually, you know, there are pretty sure there are more women serial killers than we know about even though we only mainly hear about the men yeah but that has to do with the fact that women no offense are smarter and better at getting away with things that very well could be it i think it's
0: just like you know i'm just not as afraid of women like if a guy's walking towards me and it's nighttime like especially when i lived in the city you like cross the street if a woman's walking towards you you stay on the sidewalk she ain't gonna hurt you you know what i mean right you just like have this mentality of like be wary of men but you don't have to be wary of women which might make us even more dangerous
1: which honestly kind of played into the uh colleen stan case mm-hmm. because she saw a woman and thought everything was fine mm-hmm. but the whole family right from what we know today julia was born in 1620 in the city of 1620 yep we're we going are throwing it back day. okay yeah. throwback thursday okay so she's definitely not what i think of when i think of serial killers no <laughs> uh wearing her bonnet and whatever yeah uh she was born in the city of paul hang on palermo she was born in the city of palermo in italy she was born to thofiana i may have butchered that entire name thofiana diamato who you may have read about in the local paper if you lived in italy and also happened to be born in 1633 because that's where this case begins Though Fauna was pretty infamous as she was executed for murdering her husband, allegedly by poison. Allegedly murdering him or allegedly doing it by poisoning him? Allegedly. He was definitely murdered. Or at least she got blamed for it.
0: I feel like back in the 1600s. You just never know.
1: (laughs) Right. It's not like they hooked him up to a He could have had a heart attack. attack (laughs) Right. We could never know. He could have had a heart attack and they proclaimed her a witch and burned her at the stake, honestly. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. But allegedly it's said that she had murdered him by poison. But let's get back to Julia. Okay, sorry. Julia was also a widow, a mother to a daughter, and a businesswoman owning a makeup business. Good for Ooh. her. We love a live laugh lawsuit boss babe up in here. A live laugh lawsuit boss babe. Okay. However, she's placed alongside of some of the most prolific famous serial killers known to man like the russian noblewoman who killed over 100 people and the hungarian blood countess who killed like 650 people i have never heard of either of those people honestly i'm so confused by what you're even talking about (laughs) i i see my issue is that i don't know too much about older cases but i'm like i think they're super interesting Mm -hmm. but um i guess if you're like a historian type of true crime fan those probably ring a bell to you. Um, however, I didn't know about them until I was looking into this, but Julie didn't use money or power to kill like the previous woman we mentioned, and truly she didn't kill anyone out of greed. Hmm. She killed or rather assisted out of compassion, which kind of sounds crazy, but keep in mind this was during the Renaissance era, a time where arranged marriages were thriving and the possibility of divorce was not on the table along with the rampant abuse that was swept under the rug. And as far as I'm aware, Julia didn't kill anyone except maybe her husband. We don't know. Nobody said anything about that, but it makes you wonder. But maybe rather her she- dad. Huh? Maybe even her dad. True. Who knows? <laughs> rather, she helped many women commit murder. She did this as a way for them to get out. Wait. I might have heard of this really yes i saw
0: a tiktok about a woman who sold poison in makeup compacts
1: Ooh. is that it is this our first case that you actually know about <laughs> i'm so excited see this was would have been the last one that i would have guessed
0: that you would have actually heard of listen i didn't know her name but i've i heard of this concept which i'm assuming it has to have been her but it was like what you were talking about like She was, like, helping people get rid of their husbands who were, Mm -hmm. like, mean to them.
1: Right. Well, I... I,
0: I don't be mean to your wives.
1: I would think they were a little bit more than just mean. Well,
0: okay, I'm, like, underplaying, but you know what I mean.
1: Listen, if Darian's ever mean to you, he better watch out. (laughs) (laughs) Just saying. Oh, gosh. Okay, so, yes, she um, helped women commit murder as a way to get out of their unhappy and abusive marriages, You see, back in the day, you pretty much only had a couple options as a woman. You could get married and pray your husband is a decent dude, or stay single, which usually meant having to rely on sex work as a means of income to survive. What happens when you take the first route and your husband ends up being a super crazy or abusive dude? Well, you're pretty much SOL unless he dies or, you know, gets murdered. Which, fun fact, I found out has its own word. It's called maricide which comes from the Latin word "meritus," which translates to husband, and side, uh, which is from the word kadir, not sure if I'm saying that right, meaning to cut or kill. See, you learn something new every day. What are we referring to, just if the husband dies? Yeah, it's, no, it's, it's, the word means to kill your husband to get out of marriage. So it's not even both, it's just your husband. Okay. I do want to say just as a disclaimer, I may have to have Ian listen to this episode because I used his computer to research this. And if he checks his history, it definitely <laughs> says how to get a divorce by killing husband. <laughs> I mean, we're not married, but yeah, but I, that's close <laughs> enough. I know. I, I think I think this is why or this is why I think that the little FBI people are definitely in my phone sometimes because there is no way. Your shirt is perfect
0: for today. Today her shirt says, she's always wearing these like cute witty true crime shirts. Today it says, pay no attention to my browsing history. I'm a true crime junkie, not a serial killer.
1: I didn't even put put that together. But it's true. Right. So this is why I think I have little FBI people on my phone and there's no way that I'm not on a list for all the stuff I Google for the sake of research for this podcast. So... I wouldn't be surprised.
0: Like, honestly, the things that you look up, I think would be shocking to just about anybody.
1: Well, I didn't realize how much free time that these people had um, until I got on... Sorry, this is like a segue, but I got on plant TikTok, and I didn't realize how many plant people's homes were raided by government officials, like, literally, because... Um, people that build like grow rooms inside their houses, which I, I did know this part that like, hey, you know, if it's snowing in your roof, it doesn't have any snow on it. It's sketchy because people grow mar- marijuana in their attic. Mm-hmm. And so the heat uh, keeps the snow melted. I didn't realize that they kept track of those things. But there was so many there was a video of a girl talking about it and how an FBI agent actually... Um, was in some of her like local growing groups and she needed help um doing electricity install and so he said he used to be an electrician he could come help her i don't know if i ran a man into my home but anyway yeah, me neither. um good for her but um he it's good for her but well like i guess he don't do that we're
0: not advising to do
1: that no and he ended up being an fbi agent who worked in like drug things and he found out very quickly that she was just like a huge plant person had no marijuana. And he was just like, Okay, well, I just want you to like, be aware that um, you may get a knock on the door from the FBI sometime, just to check. So I want you to be aware of that. And she said for like, three months. She's like, I lived like in, I don't know, she lived, I guess somewhere where it wasn't a lot of people. Because she said for like the next three months or something, there was helicopters, like flying over her house. So interesting.
0: I had a one of my good friends at Rockhurst <laughs> grew his marijuana
1: in his closet on campus. It <laughs> never got caught, though. I see I can't even keep a plant alive. He said... I, I hope this one. I I don't really care if people smoke
0: marijuana. Personally, that's just my own opinion. I've never smoked marijuana, but I guess whenever he moved... He was, he was from a different small town. Whenever he moved to Kansas City, he tried to buy from like a dealer in Kansas City... And the dealer pulled a gun on him, and it scared him, so he decided he was just going to buy a plant and grow it himself, and that's what he did. Hey, we- I don't know if he's still growing it or not. I have no idea. Like, absolutely no idea, but in college he did.
1: We love him for being smart and not getting murdered. Yeah. So it's ingenuitive. Good for him. I just was always like, I don't want to come to your house because I know what you have inside your house, and I don't want to get in trouble for it. Right. I just, I honestly, I know that was like a huge like segue, but I just really just didn't think that FBI had enough time to care about people growing pot. You know, if I, if it was one of those things where, like, they ran in a group, um, about making meth or something, then I would be like, oh, okay, I get that. But, like, yeah. I don't know. It's almost legal here recreationally anyway. So, but, um, clearly the FBI do have a lot of free time on their hands. No offense if you're listening. You're doing great, sweetie. Keep up the good work. <laughs> but, Back in those days, science and detective skills weren't really up, up to par as they are today, so a popular method of murder was good old-fashioned poison, as it wasn't really as traceable as, like, being stabbed or something, and let's be honest, everyone was dying of smallpox anyway, so it wasn't too uncommon for people to just keel over back then. I'm- yeah, but her mom literally was, like,
0: killed for her husband dying by poisoning.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I I, feel
0: like that's almost worse because then it's like, we don't know if he died by poison or not, but he might have,
1: so we're going to kill you just in case. I do just want to say for this entire story that since this was so long ago, we don't really know if everything is accurate. I pulled so many different articles Mm -hmm. and um, compared all of them to try to get the most accurate thing. But at the end of the day, who really knows if the mom was? I mean, I know people definitely, you know, there was some some science back then. People definitely got caught doing things. But I also feel like a lot of people just got murdered for, I don't know, being too good at, like, marbles or something, and they would call them a witch. Yeah.
0: <laughs> you know? No, 100%. But I'm just saying, I feel like it's it was probably beneficial to those people who were murdering other people, but I also feel like a lot of people probably could have been wrongly accused.
1: Oh, yeah. So. Yeah give and take i guess pros and cons right so uh, i wrote down now you may be wondering what this has to do with her business but you know this part because you know this one <laughs> so if, i'm so shocked i'm, I'm really, really proud shocked. of you <laughs> but you need to get off true crime tiktok okay it's ruining um, the podcast. i'm gonna i'm gonna click not interested no you're totally not right. interested i'm actually really proud because this is like my favorite Thank you story so much. but julia actually had a business selling cosmetics She sold liquids and powders to enhance women's beauty, including her best-selling product, good old Aquatafana. Disguised as a face cream or an oil, Aquatafana was sold in small vials or powder compacts. These compacts and vials were usually decorated with an image of Saint Nicholas of Bari. Do you recognize the name? No. No. Well, some of you may recognize the name because this is the saint that Santa Claus was based off of. Or if you're a child listening, this is where Santa Claus got all his good ideas to help little kids and give them gifts if they're good. Love that for us. <laughs> but back in the day, manna of Saint Manna of Saint Nicholas of Bari was sold as an ointment that people would use on zits or other blemishes, possibly smallpox. I'm not actually sure about that, but kind of makes sense with the time period. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it was used for blemishes. Aquatafana was a mixture of lead, belladonna, and arsenic. I feel like most of us have heard of lead and arsenic, but belladonna was a new one on me, so I looked it up. It's apparently a poisonous plant called Atropa belladonna. It's still around today and used in some medication, like ones to treat IBS, and some people use it to trip as it can cause hallucination. But back in the day, it was used for cosmetic and medicinal purposes. In medieval Europe, doctors used it as an antiseptic from the 14th century to the 16th century, and women drank the juice from the berries because it dilated their pupils, which made them apparently more appealing, but I have a feeling that they were probably just tripping because I wouldn't want to be sober if I lived in the 1600s either. Okay, but literally why w-
0: people get their pupils dilated at the eye doctor, and I don't feel like- People are like, oh, yeah, you look so much better with your pupils dilated. I just want to say... <laughs> this just an interesting concept. I understand what you're saying. Like, it probably wasn't actually... Probably didn't make them more attractive. But like, it's just an
1: interesting concept. You know what I mean? I think it was more like... They had the weirdest beauty standards. Yeah. Like, it... it there was so much stuff that made absolutely no sense. Yeah. Back I then. mean,
0: over time, they changed so much. Like, I know... Not that long ago, if you showed your ankles, like, your ankles were, like, too sexy to be seen. You had to, cut like, wear long skirts and you couldn't see your ankles. But, like, now we all wear shorts and, like, even my leggings that are full length, you can see my ankles. You know what I mean? So, like, yeah. they just change.
1: But, yeah. So, uh, they used it for, I don't know. Honestly, it might have been an excuse <laughs> to just trip. But it's yeah. also rumored that Shakespeare referenced Belladonna in Romeo and Juliet as the poison that Juliet drank to fake her death, which is another little fun fact. But back to aqua since it contained some ingredients, normal for cosmetics at the time, which included lead, it was easily hidden in plain sight on a woman's vanity with her other makeup. Little did these men know that their fate of a slow and painful death was right in front of their eyes. A little detail about what exactly their fate was after ingesting aquatofana. Usually after the wife had snuck the first dose into something, usually a food or some other kind of liquid, um aquatofana was odorless and tasteless, but this would cause physical weakness and exhaustion. The second dose caused the vomiting, stomach aches, and severe abdom- abdominal pain, and by the third or fourth by the third or fourth dose, usually death would occur. This was actually extremely thought out as it wasn't some sudden occurrence. Yeah. Usually when the husband started to feel sick, they would call the doctor and the doctor would, I don't know, say something like drink whiskey or mercury, I don't know, cut the bottom of your feet for a stomach ache. Yeah. You know, I'm not sure what they would necessarily yeah, do. Yeah, but then there's
0: like record of them being sick.
1: Exactly. Um, so when they died later on, they would have just assumed it was the unknown illness or some disease that killed them, when in reality it was the poison. This also meant that husbands knew or thought that they were dying since it happened slowly and they were able to prepare for their death and get their affairs in order. And since they were usually sick and unable to get out and about at this point, the wife would get to help, a.k.a. make sure she was getting everything that she needed. This is what made it so successful because no one was suspicious. They just thought everyone was, di- everyone was dying of disease because back then a lot of people were. Julia went from Sicily to Rome and Naples, selling her products. What about, like, marketing, though?
0: Like, how did women find out about this? Just word of mouth? Yeah. But, like, how did nobody find out? Like, women talk a lot, and they're... Sometimes they talk in public, you know what I mean? Yeah, um... That is a valid point. Who knows? This was a question I had for the TikTok as well. I just... I didn't understand because, like, you know... Somebody, I feel like somebody would be, like if we were talking back and forth and there was a third girl here and like you and I trust each other, but like maybe not the third girl and the third girl heard and they were, she was like, oh, I won't tell anybody. But then she like got scared and then told the priest and then the priest was like, these people are murdering people. You know what I mean? How did that not happen? Well, I don't know. That was a, that was a drawn out idea, but like, you know what I mean? Right. It just blows my mind that they got away
1: with it for so long. Yeah, I think... Something. not this is just my speculation. I feel like some of it may play into the fact that literally, back then people were ruthless. So even if you were the one that was like, "Hey, um, you know, these people said this," they would be like, "Oh, and you're involved. Oop, death to you." You know, like they literally just could be. They literally <laughs> could be. killed so everybody many people. all the time. Yeah. Exactly. Just in so, case they were. Exactly. So, I mean, I'm sure gossiping was definitely prevalent back then, too, like it is today, but I feel like maybe they were more careful because they didn't want to get, like, executed in front of the town or something.
0: I know, but even still, like, we've, we've already had several conversations about, like, women who were in terrible situations, literally enslaved, but did not leave mm-hmm. because they were frightened. Mm-hmm. I could imagine that there were many young women who were in marriages that they were just like so scared of their husband that they might have found out but not said anything and then or said the opposite, you know, like told on themselves for hearing about it. Right. I'm just surprised.
1: That does make sense. Um, I don't know. Again, i will never was, know. I wish this was more <laughs> recorded, but yeah. um, I'm surprised we know as much as we did. Yeah, me too. So she went from Sicily to Rome and Naples, selling her products, but she only sold them to women in need, suffering from abuse or toxic relationships. She did this with the help of a few trusted business partners, including her daughter, and there's rumors that even a priest was helping her at one point to get the arsenic. She basically had an underground ring of criminals, but at the surface, it just looked like a cosmetic shop. Did she sell regular cosmetics or just poison cosmetics? I was also curious about that, but I didn't see anything anywhere, but like, I would think maybe, but maybe not because it would get confused. I'm not
0: sure. Well, it said that the ones, you had said earlier, the ones with the poison had like the specific label with St. Nicholas. So maybe like her other cosmetics did not have St. Nicholas on it. Right. You know? Well, I don't know. That was, uh, it didn't say like. Look at me trying to expand her business. (laughs) Live Laugh lawsuit. (laughs) Live Laugh should have been a marketing major.
1: There's still time. No, there's (laughs) not.
0: No, there's not.
1: Um, I just do marketing my free time. At the surface, it just looked like a cosmetic shop. Julia was very careful about her vetting process selling Aqua Tavana. Basically, it was kind of a word of mouth situation, like I said before. She couldn't market it as poison without getting hanged or stoned or something. Everything was going great until one day when a bowl of soup... Brought the whole thing to its knees. Did the TikTok tell you about this? Mm-mm. Okay, cool. <laughs> no, I just, I feel more accomplished. I'm just like. Good job, good job. Good they job. only have three minutes, so I totally get it.
0: But. It wasn't even three minutes long. It was just like, I bet you haven't heard about this lady.
1: Makeup. Death. I will say. That's kind of the whole thing. I think before Bailey Sarian, oh, pretty much no one had heard of this lady. Mm-hmm. Um, I know I haven't, which is crazy because I love true crime and I love makeup. And I know. I love,
0: perfect case for you.
1: I know. This is allegedly when a customer got cold feet after putting aquatofana in her husband's soup, as he went as he went to take a spoonful, she freaked out and stopped him, then ended up telling him what she was planning to do. Then he made. Why her, would you do that? Just be
0: like, oh, I just saw a cockroach jump in there. Don't eat it. Like, why would you be like? I was about to poison you.
1: <laughs> I have no idea. I don't know. Maybe it was like, first of all, I don't think a cockroach would stop anybody in the 1600s. True. Um, But secondly, (laughs) I feel like maybe if you, she was like, don't eat it. And then poisoning was way more prevalent back then than it is now. I still don't feel like you say, honey, I was about to
0: murder you, but I decided I don't want to anymore because you're really terrible, but you're not that
1: terrible. Like, what a conversation to have. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, she did kind of ruin the whole thing, so... Yeah, I just, I don't know. I don't know who she is, but she's long gone now. However, that was just the alleged thing that got the business shut down. Um, But eventually, her husband basically did some really mean stuff to get her to confess where she got the poison. And just like that, Julia's company was shut down to the ground... However, all women in Italy that knew of Julia loved her. It didn't matter if they were rich or poor, she helped anyone in need. So because of this, someone in power let her know of her warrant before she was arrested, so she was able to get to a local church that granted her sanctuary. This was until a rumor began to spread of people saying that she poisoned the water supply in the city, and this is when the government apprehended her, and unfortunately, she was horrifically tortured. She ended up confessing to killing over 600 men between 1633 and 1651. This was just in Rome alone. Wow. That's a lot of people. Right. And as we said earlier, she traveled to different cities. So mm-hmm. honestly, the number could be a lot higher, a lot lower. We don't really know. Um, we don't know for sure because I'm sure at some point she probably just lost count. But who knows? Um, it is said that Julia was executed in 1659 in Rome alongside her daughter and a couple of her business partners. Bummer. Unfortunately, this kind of sparked a domino effect, and subsequently many women of lower class were executed after people found out that they had purchased from Julia. I think people kind of connected the dots after everything came out. hmm And... Anyone whose husband slowly got sick and then died? Exactly. Um, you know, they thought what they thought was an unknown disease of their friend or family member may have been poisoning and so they kind of just
0: i don't know kind of makes sense i mean honestly your actions have repercussions so like right i know that they thought that this was like the perfect plan but i just feel like 95 percent of the time it's gonna come out
1: yeah well like i said julia helped women of all social statuses Yet while the lower class women were executed, the upper class women were either imprisoned, banished, or not found guilty at all, which apparently happened to a lot. And they escaped repercussions after saying that they didn't realize they were buying makeup that was poison. They just thought it was makeup. Oh, okay. That's why you put it in soup. Right. <laughs> and your husband just miraculously, like, died. Yeah, but your husband just decided to eat your foundation. That makes sense. Your skin looks good. <laughs> Um, However, some accounts say that her spree lasted longer than that, ending in 1709. The last fun fact I will say. What do you mean? Well, there's, there's really, there's. I thought you just said she was executed. Is there, like, a rumor that she wasn't executed? So, like, I think I said before, there are so many different accounts. Most of the accounts that I read um, say that she was executed in 1659, However, you know, I'm sure that there might be, like, one or two that say that it was 1709, so out of sake of, I'm going, I, like, yeah. out of sake of transparency, I go with the story that is most well-accounted, but I do want to add that there are... Some people say. Right. Okay. It's possible that it lasted longer, but really, since it was so long ago, we really don't know. Yeah. Um, but the last fun fact I will say is that Mozart blamed his sudden illness on aqua tofana. While he was on his deathbed, he said, quote, I am sure that I have been poisoned. I cannot rid myself of this idea. Someone has given me aqua tofana and calculated in the precise time of my death, end quote. And that, my friends, is the story of Julia Tofana. Do we love her? Do we hate her? What are your thoughts? I don't love murder. So,
0: like, I'm not going to say I love her. But as a businesswoman, I think she's very smart.
1: Right. And I would say a humanitarian. Helping battered <laughs> we, women. We stand that. Um, we stand bettering women. I
0: don't think I stand murdering your husband. I'm just going to be honest.
1: Yeah. Well, see, I try to put myself in those shoes because, like, nowadays, if your significant other is, like, using you like a punching bag while it is still extremely hard to get out of that situation... It's not like you're gonna get put in prison for trying to leave your husband or murder for trying to leave your husband or something. I
0: know, but still, you're you're taking his life. He can't get it back. You know what I mean? Yeah. I still don't think murder is okay.
1: No, murder's not okay. But sometimes, sometimes I don't hate it as much as I do in other situations. I will say though that I don't know for sure, but I'm, I'm sure some sure... Account, some cases were certainly like self-defense.
0: And I think that there is an argument to be made in that situation. Yeah. But I I still don't... I don't know. There's still something that doesn't sit right with me to be like, yeah, and I murdered
1: 600 people. Go me. Like, I don't know. Just doesn't don't, sit right with me. I don't know if she bragged about it. Uh, I feel like if she did brag about it, she would definitely, you know, gotten caught a lot sooner. Well, after you're caught, you might as well. Right. But I, I do want to say that I'm pretty sure it was Blacklist, the TV show, but I know there was an episode of some true crime or not true. Well, yeah, crime, crime show, detective show. Pretty sure it was Blacklist, where it was a um, a young woman who they all these like older men were like being killed, and they found who was um, they found who was at the head of it, and it was like a teenager. And basically, it was because these women, their parents had sold them to these disgusting old men at, like, 12, 13, 14, Mm -hmm. and they wanted a way out of it. Mm -hmm. So, she was, like, because she had gotten out of her uh, arranged marriage, and so, by killing, and so she was helping, like, other younger women get out of theirs the same way. Mm -hmm. Um, This, of course, was in, like the 20th century that's a little bit different um but you know
0: yeah i have that's what it reminded me of i understand i don't understand but like i have an understanding that they felt trapped and the only way out was to murder them i understand that but i still don't stand murdering no i don't mean
1: i i want to say that i I would have liked there to be a different way for this to happen. No, to um, I, I, I'm not own. trying to. Concha- I'm not trying to change <laughs> your mind. I just like I wish that.
0: I mean, I even, just think it's. I don't know. I think it's a fine line to, gl- to glorify.
1: Right. What happened? Is right. That what I'm Here's my thing. I think what she did. During the time, like was, I, I don't know. I don't want to get canceled, but. As somebody who's been in horrible situations now you know with all the resources Mm -hmm. still authorities don't take you seriously sometimes Mm -hmm. I can only imagine then if you were married and you were forced to marry somebody and you were stuck in that situation and stuck in that abuse and you literally couldn't even try to get a restraining order or try to get a divorce Mm -hmm. it would cost you your life then it's like if I was put in that situation I would 100% rather have my life still then spare someone else's. I know that sounds bad, but if somebody's, like, beating me up... Well,
0: like I said, I know a lot of those cases were self-defense, and I do think there's an argument to be made there. Yeah. If you, like, if they were fearful for their own life, sure. hmm But if it was just, like, I don't like him, he sucks. Right. Or I don't like him, he's sleeping around with other women. Like, that's not an acceptable reason to kill right. somebody. You know what I mean?
1: And I know that she said she had a vetting process, but I'm sure that they're... Right. Were some who just were having an affair with the local postman. Uh, and they, they did another marriage. You know what I mean? Like Exactly. Um, but I, her, she's, I don't want to say ingenuitive, but she kind of was ingenuitive. I 100% think that she was,
0: she was a very smart lady. She found a hole in the market. She found a product that needed to be had. I think she was brilliant. Okay. I'm not saying that she wasn't. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying it's. I just don't like murder ever. <laughs> yeah. That's all I'm saying. And like I said, I do think there's a case to be made for self-defense. I do think that these women's life, lives were important. Mm-hmm. And if they were being threatened, sure. But I know for, like, there couldn't, she could not have made sure that the only people who she was selling to were people that were, like, frightened for their life. When it was that many people. Does that people. make sense? Right. Yeah, 600 people, that's a lot. right. I do... Also, I feel like in a lot of cases, you could just, like, hide on the other side of your house and just never speak to them.
1: When it when it's abuse, and I, I 100% agree, there's no way that she could have personally vetted over 600 people. Yeah. There's a... I guess there's a fine line when you're in that situation between murder and self-defense. Mm-hmm. It's very gray. Right. Because, I mean, of course, if somebody comes in your home and, like, is trying to, like, kill you or something and you shoot them, 100% self-defense... Mm -hmm. No questions asked. But it's like, if you are in an abusive relationship and your partner beats the crap out of you all the time and you finally lose your mind and push him down the stairs and he breaks his neck, then it's like, okay, you know, she snapped or they snapped. Mm -hmm. Is it self-defense because he was doing that or is it murder because she killed him? So it's like... I don't know. I it's think hard. it's a, it's a it is a it's a very gray area like you said.
0: That's um, why I said there's an argument to be made. I don't even for self-defense, I don't think it's black and white.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I think the I think this entire case is very gray. Do I think she helped a lot of young women or women in general? I'm sure that she did. Mm-hmm. But I still don't think murder is great. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean?
1: And I think we kind so of So love
0: her, hate her like I just I don't hate her. I think that she was, like, trying to do the right thing. She was trying to help people. But I don't love her because I don't love murder. So you think her heart
1: was in the right place. You just don't know if she executed it properly. Ooh, executed it. (laughs) Sorry.
0: Too soon. It's only been, like, 400 years.
1: 700. Oh, my gosh. 700? No. Oh, I was like... (laughs) I just... That was the first number that popped in my head.
0: I just was thinking 16 to 20. But... I don't know. I,
1: it's hard, like like I said. I well, don't, you don't have to. I'm not saying, you well, know. You just
0: said love her, hate her. I'm trying to answer your question. I know,
1: but now I feel like I'm trying to say, like, make you, you're in the courtroom of her trial right now, and you have to pick which side you want to set on, and yeah. I'm, like, forcing you right now, and you're like, <laughs> you have to choose, and if you choose the wrong one, you're probably going to be executed with her.
0: Well, I'm not fearful of being executed, just to be clear, and I just think it's gray. Like, I love her business mind. I think that she was a very smart woman i think she had great success mm-hmm. but
1: i don't love the activity she was promoting i feel like if i would have said this entire story and left out the fact that these women were being abused she would have been painted in a completely different situation mm-hmm. and we would have like been looking at her like queen bloody mary or whatever right you know what i'm saying right so like i think context is important but still i agree it is a great area and i know this has been if this happened like two years ago i wouldn't be like man like she was kind of cool i don't want anyone to think that we're making light of the situation because hundreds of people did lose their lives um and i'm very quick to jump on the if you're a horrible person i don't care if you die yeah you know i think that's
0: the whole thing right now like i feel like I see the number and I realize the gravity of how many people lost their life. And Mm -hmm. you're like, get rid of them. They sucked. Right. I mean, that's kind of how the end of all of our episodes are.
1: Yeah, it really is. And I and I really do like that perspective because we have I mean, even though we've been friends for literally forever, we've lived two very different lives and experienced very different things. Yeah. And people are just different anyway. Exactly. So it's like, I don't expect Heather to ever agree with me. Because if I did the last episode of her not liking Branson, this entire podcast would have <laughs> shut down immediately.
0: Yes, I was worried about our friendship. Honestly, all <laughs> week I was like, "Jill hates me." I told her Branson sucked. I said it on the podcast. Like she's not going to be my friend anymore.
1: That's okay if you know you know. But my boyfriend occasionally likes to tell me that Mr. D's wasn't that great.
0: I hated Mr. D's. Oh my god! Don't make it any other. <laughs> The only pizza I could eat at Mr. D's was like simple pepperoni. Like the rest of it was not good. The best. Just to be clear, Mr. D's was like the hometown pizza place in Troy and it closed down and Jill's heartbroken. And I didn't eat there when I was a kid, so it like wasn't the pizza I grew up on. I am a psychopath. <laughs> we are we are sitting at the table that came from Mr. D's to record this podcast because she loved it so much she got the table.
1: I literally went to the auction for restaurants and I bought I bought a table and chairs. And I bought so many of the employee shirts. I sleep in these shirts every single night. She really does. I have like 20. I love your passion for Mr. D's. It's just that I did not have the same passion. It's the pizza that you grew up on. Right. I literally. It's just not the one that I grew up on. I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for Mr. D's because my my parents wouldn't have met. So I owe my entire (laughs) life to Mr. D's. Anyway, after all of that, that was the story of Julia Tofana. So yeah, if I know that this is one of those cases, like we just talked about how it's like a gray area um we will be posting it on the facebook group and in the facebook page so if you hear the story and you want to give us your opinion do you love her do you hate her are you kind of like heather where you're in the middle how do you feel about this um and yeah so that was that and i do have something and i meant to say this in the beginning but i completely forgot um this goes off of last week's case Mm -hmm, which springfield three was yeah the springfield three i did find i asked
0: for a bonus episode joel's delivering it's just not a whole episode it's just like a bonus segment
1: yeah there was not enough for a bonus episode um his life was not that interesting afterwards i did find his name he isn't in prison okay he is married okay they have a kid i found her facebook page she's very opinionated About everything? She's one of those people that, and this may be because, I don't know if maybe they started dating and people were like, hey, like, you know, he was, like, accused of murder. But, like, her Facebook status were, like, and I just think that everyone needs to shut the heck up if they don't know what they're talking about. You don't know the real story. No, she didn't say, like, anything. She's like, you don't know the real story. You don't know what people have been through. You don't know their lives. Like, going off on tangents. Interesting. Mm-hmm. That's very interesting to me. They don't live in the state anymore. Where do um, they live? Shoot. It's they okay. live west. Okay. Um but yeah, I uh I did find Any other crimes committed by this man? So, I did look on CaseNet and I don't want to give his name, but Sure. Or I don't hers. think it's Yeah, but um I did look on CaseNet and it it looked like there were some traffic infractions. But, like, nothing big. And I couldn't really find, like, what necessarily happened. I was going to ask one of my friends who works in law enforcement. I didn't get around to it. So, I don't know necessarily if anything else happened. I do know he's a free man now. But nothing else on the record. Yeah, it was just, like... Bizarre.
0: Maybe it, like, traumatized him and he was like, I don't want to see dead bodies anymore because I just can't imagine doing that. It's oh, so I did strange. look up
1: a little bit, um... A little bit about grave robbing a lot of the times they would just leave the bodies there how i'm not i just don't understand how they get to them oh well see i know before it Is was it like, just mausoleums i didn't see anything about that I, I know a lot of times it's fresh graves but still all of this doesn't make sense to me it's okay we don't have to keep going into it it's just like that's a heck of a lot it, just move. in case you haven't listened to the episode of the springfield three Um, One of the victim's boyfriends, who they thought might have had something to do with it, was arrested for grave robbing. And I just don't understand the logistics of it. Because this case
0: happened in Missouri. And in Missouri, in general, people are buried in a casket, which is inside of a vault. That's kind of like the way it goes, right? Mm -hmm. And I don't understand the logistics of how somebody would dig a hole deep into the ground and be able to hoist out a metal vault, open the metal vault, which is supposed to be like securely sealed, and then hoist out a casket, and open a casket, which I don't know how securely a casket is closed. I'm not sure. But it just seems like a lot of work to me. And for people to do that without being noticed, and for people to be able to do that in general, is just like mind-blowing to me, because you'd have to like lift it I guess you don't have to lift it out of the grave. I guess you could just go down into the hole. But still, the logistics of the whole thing does not make sense to me. That's a deep hole. So So even if you don't have to lift the vault out of the ground, which now I'm realizing you probably wouldn't have to, you would still have to dig. I mean, I don't know if people are literally buried six feet deep, but I hear that a lot, so I think they are. (laughs) Like, six foot is a
1: deep hole to dig. Right, and I do want to just add that it... Of course, I have no idea what their situation was, but when I looked up, this lady had done, like, a thesis on grave robbing, and a lot of times she said they were freshly buried, but I do... Still a lot of dirt to move, though. Right, but I do wonder if maybe there was a way that they hadn't put the dirt on top yet, you know? Because they don't completely bury it while the people are still there, mm-hmm. and I wonder if maybe they come back later. I don't know. But then again, you would have to probably do that during the day unless they leave them overnight, which I don't know. If you know anything about grave robbing, um, not from personal experience, please don't. Yeah, if you know from personal experience, please don't talk to us. Right. With no disrespect, but like no, all disrespect because that's <laughs> disrespectful as me. frick. Yeah. Um, please leave me alone. <laughs> right. But um, as far as like the vault. I know they're supposed to be sealed sometimes. Like, with lock and key, sometimes they're not. They're just placed on top of it. All the ones that I've seen were, like, metal and sealed. Uh, Maybe some of them are stone. I'm not sure. However, in my head, when I first thought of it, I was like, okay, these people are, like, going and, like, digging up 20-year-old bodies, and they're mummified, and they're decomposed, and they're pulling teeth out, and then they're putting the body back, and then they're putting all the dirt back, and they're putting all the grass back so that no one realizes. Yeah. But in reality... From what it's said from most grave robbers, which I don't even know. But from what it's said, a lot of times it is only for freshly buried people. Doesn't make any new better. No. That's still disgusting. Yeah. If you rob graves,
0: unsubscribe to, to our podcast. Yeah. We don't want you here. Go get some help.
1: Literally. That's just like, <laughs> that's just like, oh, I can't even imagine. I mean... I'm, I'm not necessarily a superstitious person, but I just couldn't if imagine. If there's a way to get bad karma, that's it. Mm-hmm. So and like, let's not. It's just like, it, not even not even the disrespectful side. It's just like, I don't know how somebody could morally do that, but these people are yucky. So okay. anyway. Well, thank you for giving us the update.
0: In regards to this episode, you can find it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher. You can actually find the Springfield 3 on there, so I don't know why I specifically said this episode. If you haven't already, please follow us on our Instagram and our TikTok. Both of the handles are at MurderAndMisery. We also have a Facebook group and a Facebook page where we do some discussion If you haven't already entered into our giveaway, we're giving away one of our t-shirts, one of the very first pieces of merchandise of this podcast, and you can enter in to win one for free. You have until the end of the day of March 31st. We will announce the winner on April 1st,
1: and we will mail you out a t-shirt. And it's not a joke, we promise. What do you mean a joke? It's on April Fool's Day.
0: Oh, okay. Yes, you yes. can. But we're actually giving joke. away
1: two. One on Instagram, one on Facebook.
0: Yeah, so you have two opportunities to enter in if you'd like to. Um, a good way to support the pod. Because we love you guys.
1: Yeah, and thank you to all our new listeners.
0: Yeah, and if you didn't know, we upload a new episode every Thursday. So we will see you guys back here next Thursday. All right, bye. Bye. Bye.